Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. It's myself, Kalisha. And yours truly in the building. You know. What's up, peoples? Hope you're good. Hope you've had a good week. Um, I'm going to try and speak extra loud today because we've had some feedback that my tone is always really low. So Which is I, surprising. If, if I come across a bit more aggressive, <laughs> you know why. But mm, being louder does not mean aggressive though. Kind of does. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> so anyway. today, we are going to be talking about recession, but yes. how to prepare for a recession. Yeah, the, if, the, if that's even if, possible. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll there's, there is a, quite a lot of steps that I think like an everyday person can take more than anybody else when I was doing research. Yeah, okay. So um, yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about. As per usual. Uh, our legendary disclaimer please do not take our information <laughs> here as unsolicited advice okay this is just fruitful thought things that we think might be helpful for you to know if you're going to act up on what we say make sure you do your research and uh, worst case scenario speak to a qualified professional because we are not liable for any of your actions nope thank you yes so before i get into it we might as well just um, going to explanation of what is a recession. So a recession is basically a decline in economic activity for at least six months. So um, the, there'll be a drop in the GDP, your income, employment, manufacturing, and retail sales. So that that's basically what a recession is. And it usually lasts about nine to 18 months, it says. Yeah. And but it, it, it has var- yeah. but it varies, it varies, but it has long lasting effects. That's yeah. the thing. But some some countries can have it only for say six months, and then the the uh, so two quarters, and then the next quarter they're out again. Bit, yeah, so it can be like that as well. So a lot of people have been saying, so when is the next one? We were due one very soon. Yeah, everyone's been saying. Yeah, that. for the last couple of years, especially in my world, it's like one of the the key topics always discussed was. What's the probability of a recession this year or next year? That's one thing everyone wants to know. Yeah, upon research, um, I um, researched like a lot of links, went onto a few websites, done a, lot of, done a lot of reading, and they said that the UK is due one. I don't know if you can be due, but <laughs> is due one, say, the ending of this year towards 2020? Yeah. That's, that's what that's what they're saying. When 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 they say due one, or in, in general, people are saying because... For the part since basically the last big recession in '08, mm. we've just been on a on a steep upward tra- trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. As in we hadn't we have we haven't had any large decline, so that there hasn't been any major recessions globally. So usually, because recessions come in a cycle, at some point you're due to have one, right? Yeah. So it's almost like okay, when is the next one coming? Because we haven't had one in such a long time. So right. get prepared. Well, hopefully, hopefully this episode will get you prepared. Yeah, but I would. Are you going to talk about Brexit? Not really, but you can. I was just going to say, if we have a break, if we have Brexit, as in hard Brexit, Mm -hmm. I would say the likelihood of recession might go up, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. But the likelihood goes up if we have a hard Brexit. Okay, so the impact of of a recession, if you don't know, some people lose their homes, unemployment rises, businesses go bankrupt, and also young people can't get jobs. That is the impact, but. I only found one benefit, which was it cures and prevents inflation, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not really a benefit, though. Um, I don't know. 
I don't think there's a benefit to recessions, to be honest, because it's bad for everyone. Yeah, everyone gets impacted. Everyone. So I guess the only benefit could be because prices drop so much on all these like assets, luxury items, etc. If <laughs> if you're quite wealthy and you have a lot of money during a recession, you can buy things really cheap. Mm-hmm. I'm talking businesses. Um, I don't know assets, um, art, anything, any kind of anything you would usually buy that's really expensive. You could buy it for really cheap in a recession. Yeah. So that's the only benefit I would say. And and also it might be a good time to invest as well if you have the money. Right? Yeah. Also, yeah. I guess the the biggest benefit is in a recession, everything is really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And the, the only way is up. So <laughs> that's it. So if you don't know, in the UK, we've had four recessions in the mid 70s, in the 80s, the 90s, and obviously 2008, which was the last one, which we mentioned earlier. So now, how to prepare for a recession. So how do you think uh, prepare prepare for a recession? Okay, just talk about generically, not talk about investors, just. Well, I guess in a recession, as you said, unemployment goes up. Mm Mm-hmm. So depending on which industry you work in, you might lose your job, right? Yeah. So maybe having some kind of protection for in case you lose your job. Mm -hmm. Maybe unemployment insurance or something. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? I guess the job thing is the main thing because obviously most people make money from having a job. So once that's cut off, Mm -hmm. it kind of follows through to everything, right? Yeah. If you're not making any money, how are you going to be able to pay for your rent, your mortgage, your whatever for your kids, etc.? Yeah. So I would say that's the main thing. And the other thing is maybe just to have cash on hand. Yeah. So you can buy stuff, maybe. So I'm going to break it down to what investors and everyday person and businesses can do to prepare. But before that, I just talk about generically what everyone can do. So understand basic economic concepts. So you know the warning signs, such as stock stock markets, like when they crashed. Which is... It's tricky though, right? Yeah. Because you can have a crash, which doesn't lead to a recession. It's true. Like last year, there were two major ones. So yeah, the end of one. the year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and in February as well. Mm. You had one in February as well, um, which, yeah, they didn't cause anything. But yeah, you're right. People usually look at the stock market as an indicator, but I'm not sure if it's a great one, yeah. but people look at it. Also, yes. read the news, do some reading. As we always say, do your Googles. So that is a way. Uh, yeah, I would warning say, signs. I would say reading the news is even more important. I would say. Yeah, um, keep as many assets as liquid as possible so you can withdraw them within a week. Um, if you have gold bullion, they may not be as value, and they're often used as bribes. Um, create an emergency fund, and pay off debts. That is just something that everybody can do. Um. See, I would actually say. Paying off debt, I would I wouldn't say that's because when when you think about it, actually fine. You're saying pay off debts because what in case you can't repay them? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, what do you think I'm saying? Well, because I don't know if <coughs> if you're if if a recession happens and a lot of people aren't able to pay their debts, right? Obviously, whoever the money's owed to. Mm-hmm. They will. They will also know that we're in a in a recession, mm-hmm. right? So they will know there's going to be even bigger losses, as in people that can't repay them. 
So during those kind of periods, there's a lot of restructuring, right? Yeah. For you real. say, okay, if you can't pay me back my hundred pounds, can you pay me at least sixty or something? Yeah. So there is some negotiation, right? That's true. So, but you're right. If you lose your job, then you can't pay anything. Exactly. Then, yeah. So ways that an everyday person can't prepare for recession: keep some cash at home. In addition to your nine to five, ensure you have traditional skills such as. Um, cooking, cleaning, farming, repairs. Because if you lose your job, you always have a trade. You always have something, kind of like a trade to fall back on. Um, it said, make sure your passport is in date, just in case you need to leave the country at short notice. That goes for investors Ooh, as where, well. Where are you going? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> God knows. Also, one thing, recessions tends they it tends to be global. Yeah. So you, you might have the, like say South Africa right now is in a recession or Italy was in a recession yeah. a few quarters ago, but usually they're globally. So you might have a few countries before others, but it's usually a global, global phenomenon. Um, it says no basic survival skills, which I felt was a bit weird, such as camping and hunting. Yeah, well, that's really extreme. It's that's, extreme. That's like the world has got to end. It was like, because you can live off land in an unpopulated area. I was like, mm. learn how to plant <laughs> seeds and grow fruits, veg. You know? Another good one is get a side hustle. Because due to unemployment um, rises, you can make money on the side. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It said adjust your investments if you can. Yeah, if, you, if it's not too late. Yeah. But that's why you, you should you should never have all your money in one thing. Right? Diversify. Yeah. And buy buy things that tend to do well in recessions or tend to do well when the economic outlook isn't great, <clears throat> which are usually bonds, like mm. government bonds. The, are they still good rates though? No, the rates are shit. Yeah, but they do they do well <laughs> in a recession. That's the thing. So have have some of that. Um, yeah. They also said the good thing is networking is key. Because you might say if you lose your job, you have someone else that you can, like that you've met that can that might have an opening. Yeah, it's um, just knowing the right people, right? Yeah. What did you do in the last recession? How did the last recession affect you? Yeah, as the didn't. everyday person, it, I was saying, didn't. I had a job. I didn't. Oh, actually, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. No. Oh, wait. I was at uni, so we just le we had just left, right? Did it? Actually, I would say it impacted me in a way. Looking for a job was really hard. Mm-hmm. I would say that's that's the main thing, yeah. Just finding a job. It took ages. Yeah, I don't think... I was working in the bank at the time. I don't think I was really affected, but it was the people that was coming in that was yeah, affected. Yeah. yeah, for me, it was finding lost a job. Lost money. A lot of um, people lost shares. Yep. And you remember you're only supposed to have, what, 85,000? Before, Protection. now it's 85,000. Yeah, but I don't was know. less. Was it less? I, I don't think remember. So. I can't remember what it was before. But a lot of people lost money. Mm. Um, so, as a business, how you can prepare for a recession? Protect your cash flow and keep it flowing by using accounting software. Yeah, as in, yeah, make sure you know your yeah what's coming, what's coming out, in what's and going. what's coming out. Yeah, so sounds very straightforward and it does, but, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, pay invoices and bills on time. Don't wait for those red letters. Renegotiate your contracts if you can to get better deals. Review your inventory. Yeah. But Wait. then with inventory, that's, that's the thing. With inventory, if 
if you have strong sales and they start to decline you might think okay oh this is just a short term whatever you know you might think okay in the next few months i might not sell much but in the next year i'm gonna sell a lot so actually i'm gonna keep my inventory high whatever risk that i'm selling i'm gonna keep loads of it so then if the recession comes and you have loads of inventory either you won't be able to sell them at all or you'll be able to sell them at very very low prices right so yeah inventory management is key um find ways to expand your customer slash client base also it says make the most of your current loyal customers what like probably like creating discounts um do you know it's just good customer service that's the main thing yeah yeah just make make people feel like they want to come to you i guess right 100 percent. and also as we always mention keep your personal credit in good shape we talk about credit on here so much, you lot should know by now. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. So for investors, Francis, you can help me with this one. Yeah. Re- reducing your equity weights. Yeah. So so usually, um, because in a recession, stock prices tend to fall. Mm-hmm. So if you have loads of stocks in your portfolio and stock prices fall, obviously you lose a lot, a lot of value, right? um but i mean there's also stocks there's specific stocks that do well during recessions right so those are well not always but defensive stocks for example um stuff like procter and gamble right mm-hmm. companies that they sell you staples that we all need like say toothpaste mm-hmm. washing up liquid you're not you're not gonna buy washing up liquid because there's a recession right you're not not as in it's not going to stop you from buying it. You're always going to buy washing up liquid. Um, you're always going to buy bread. Most people, milk, dairy, whatever. So so those kind of companies that, they're called defensives, that um, buy, sorry, that sell basic goods that you need, they tend to do well even during recessions. So if you have stocks like those in your portfolio, what, what will usually happen is compared to other cyclical stocks, which do well when, there, there isn't a recession and every and the economy is doing well and do really bad when there is one compared to those stocks you do a lot better mm-hmm. so let's just say even if everyone loses money if you have a lot of defensive stocks you won't lose as much money mm-hmm. right okay so you want to have but all of that stuff is is easier said than done right it's true. easier yeah it's true investing by asset class was another one yeah so rather than having all equities maybe buy some bonds have some bonds uh maybe have some gold like you said yeah or other commodities yeah so yeah diversifying but it, it, the, the reality is though in a recession usually everything goes down yeah usually so but yeah it still makes sense to be diversified so everything doesn't drop by as much and that was the main thing for investors just diversifying is it really important sorry guys i was about to yawn. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm um yeah we've mentioned invest in fixed income invest in stocks yeah so yeah that's what i felt that there wasn't really that much for investors in terms of recession it's like shit happens i think with with, and even with with that it's, it's very difficult for say institutional investors to prepare for recession because you have to think of it like that by the time let's just say most people realize there's a recession coming it, that's the time when 
is kind of flashing in all the indicators, right? So mm-hmm. all the indicators are telling you things are going down, unemployment is rising, blah, blah, blah. By then, that would have already been represented in, in prices, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's too late to act. But if let's just say you do your own analysis and it tells you actually at this rate in a few months or in a year, we're going to have a recession. So therefore, let me actually change my portfolio now. If you do that and there isn't a recession, you would have lost money, right? Mm. Because you would have bought all the defensive stocks that would have done less than the non-defensive stocks, for example. So knowing there's a recession, you can you can know or have have a feel that there was this, there's a recession coming as an investor and, and not adjust your portfolio simply because it's not going to make a difference. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's easier said than done. That's the, yeah. that's the bottom line. It's not something you can just kind of plan in and change everything. Cause if it was, you know, we'll, we'll all be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> but, For yeah. real. Uh, what else is the, and also this, this, you know, like you explained in the beginning, the, six months decline and GDP. Yeah, two quarters, yeah. Yeah, or two quarters. It's it's quite arbitrary, as in there's there's no Can science. Can you explain what that word means? Because not everybody... Arbitrary? Yeah, because not everybody... Oh, <laughs> yeah, it just means it's made up. It's, it's someone at some point said, if you have two quarters, that's a sign of being in a recession. Yeah. Right? And it's not... It's not... It's, it, it isn't because, remember, this is not physics, right? This <laughs> yeah. is not like... The, the, the rules... The rules aren't always they they don't always stand right. So um, if you if you were to say actually no, it should be every three quarters, right? Mm-hmm. Why why does that is that better or or worse than saying two quarters? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's you just want to have a prolonged period, i.e. a a maybe not a prolonged, but you you want to have some time where there's a decline in in GDP growth. I think um, a more sufficient time is probably like a, eight months. Eight, I don't think six yeah. months is a good indicator. See, eight months, you could al- you could almost argue it's long enough for you to say mm-hmm. it wasn't just a blip. It actually lasted long enough. Because what if, or what if in your in your first month, you have a decline of let's just, of let's just say minus, I don't know, 0.1, yeah? I.e. very, very small. Jerome's in, in the house. What up, what up? <laughs> Go on. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. And then in the <laughs> and then in the second month, let's just say is again zero point zero two negative. These are just minor declines, right? Mm-hmm. Is that still a recession? Well, according to the definition, yes. But in reality, not necessarily. If anything, you would say things are flat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not you know you it's not something to read too much into. Okay. I think what you really want to look at is that the other indicators you said, like unemployment. And also, you want to look at not just what's the, the rate of of um, growth, i.e., is it declining, but you want to look at the um, I don't know the momentum. So, how much is it declining by every month or every quarter? Yeah. Okay. Just to add. So, Jerome. The order. <laughs> Do you have to be worried? Well, they said that ending of ni- two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, but I don't know. Look at work. We've been predicting a, a recession for a good two years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't happened, yeah? And we're not making this up, but you see things in the data and they tell you that there's a likelihood of one coming, right? So you have leading indicators. We, we've discussed it. You see, there's certain... Exactly. There's certain things... 
Yeah, you see now, and they tell you that in the future, this is likely it's going to happen. So if all of these leading indicators are pointing to a recession, you're going to say there's a recession coming. It just hasn't happened. Yeah. In in, in the US, for example, we've at the last in last year around October time, the probability of a recession in the US was really high. It was that there's obviously different estimates, but the lowest was say 30%. The same um, probability now is close to 4%. Right, just based on these indicators. So, I personally think yes, at some point there will have to be a recession, but is it going to be end of this year or next year? No, unless something happens which changes it. I don't see any. But you also have to. It's it's almost like this. We obviously no one knows when it's gonna when there will yeah. be a recession, right? No one knows. So the the best estimate you can have is to look at these leading indicators, yeah. right? Because if you if you don't look at those, then it's just like gambling and say, oh yeah, I think there's gonna be one, right? Unless you have some solid, you've done some analysis based on something completely different. Like I don't know, this this guy was talking about. Um, he used to he had data on um, travel into London, and leading up to say oh eight oh nine, it was just decreasing and decreasing. Travel into in central previous. London. So this is like alternative data, what they call it. So you could see actually there's a lot less activity in the city over the, the years. Things were going down. So to him, he was like, why is that? Obviously, he didn't know it was going to be a recession, but it's something he saw. And when it happens, he's like, yes, of course. It made sense in hindsight. So there's different measures to look at. But yeah. So yeah, that's it. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode on how to prepare, quotes prepare for a recession. Um, please give us your feedback. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> please give us... <laughs> Bro, I've been wearing tracksuits, yeah? Yeah, please give us your feedback uh, or at Making Sense PC on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know if you were if you remember 2008 how the recession affected you, um, or how you think it's going to affect you if we do have another one. That would be good to hear as well. So um, yeah, catch us on the socials. I hope you have a good week, and that's it. Take care. Bye. Peace.